Hello and welcome back to our daily devotional podcast here on Training for Impact. We are available on Spotify, on AudioMark, on Anchor, on Google, and so many other platforms there is. We encourage you to subscribe. We encourage you to follow. We encourage you to favorite. We encourage you to download each episode so you could listen them over and again offline. We encourage you to share with your friends. I remain your host, Amadikop, and I welcome you to day eight on our series, The Goat, The Greatest of All Time. We have some special episodes in between and a couple more to come before the end of this series. We encourage you to not miss anyone. Today, I want to start by, you know, going into the heavenlies, the seraphims, the angels who dwell in the presence, the very presence of God. These seraphims, although they dwell in the presence of God, they veil, they are veiled with their wings, their feet, their, their faces are all covered. Even though they are before the very presence of omniscience, they look upon the king in his beauty, yet they cover their face. They are humbled before God. I think of Isaiah when he saw the glory of God, when the heavens were opened before him. His soul was prostrated in dust because of the unclouded vision that he was graciously permitted to behold. Isaiah and the prophets, they felt they were filled with self-abasement. This will ever be the effect. This is always the reality of the human mind when the being of the Son of Righteousness shines graciously upon their soul. In fact, God told Moses that you cannot see my glory, for if you do, you will die. At that instance, Moses was reminded of how fallen humanity is. The light of the glory of God, my friend, reveals what true greatness is for it unravels all of our hidden evil and wicked tendencies. It shows even the intent of our heart. It reveals all of our weaknesses and it does all. The glory of God, the goodness of God, the love of God doesn't just reveal our weaknesses, but he does all to take them away, to make us better. So friends, I tell you the truth that only until self dies can Christ live. And only until Christ lives can you truly be great. Just like we discussed yesterday in the other episode, we saw that the danger with singing the praises of men, however well-intentioned, is that the man who is praised for his ability learns to rely on his own understanding and does not feel his need of help from above. Isn't that what happens to many preachers, many gospel artists, many people? The more you begin to praise them, the less effective they become in terms of fulfilling their duties, friends. Selfishness becomes a ruling principle with those whom are spotted and marred by exhortation, either self-exhortation or human exhortation. The, 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 the character becomes weakened and we begin to perform less than God's best. 
Friends, no matter how good a preacher I am, you will do me better when you pray for me and you tell me you are praying for me than for you to sing my praises. I'd rather speak at the end. I'd rather sing and nobody claps. Nobody praises me. Nobody comes and says, oh, you speak wonderfully well. Just the other day, a, a pastor, perhaps innocently, he saw me with one other friend and he was like, oh, where do I know you from? Yes, you were at my chapel and you preached. Oh, you're a good Adventist preacher. And he was telling the person, ah, he preached so well. He was a good Adventist preacher. And while to some persons their head will want to swell, I wasn't too comfortable with those kind of praises because I know, I know the danger it is for me and I know the danger it is for others too. By God, yes, it is a good compliment and we should compliment people. But much more than that, we should feed on the message that God sends through his messengers. We should feed on the, on the mission that God has given to them. We should pray for them instead of just looking at how, how they made us feel and, and feeding on the emotions and on our humanity. See, this is important because Satan, okay, Satan is constantly at work to separate man from Christ. And his power is especially exercised upon those who profess to be children of the light. And if Satan succeeds in any way, either through pride, through covetousness, through love of the word, or through self-esteem, he, he, he succeeds in hiding from their view the perfect pattern. And then Satan's purpose is accomplished. Because if we can no longer see Jesus, if what we can see ahead of us are people or ourselves, Jesus the image of Jesus is obscured and we would be left in total darkness, friends. And that's why this message is very serious. As we talk about the greatest of all time, as we talk about the greatest of our time, we must realize that if Christ is not the one leading the, the, the line, we would definitely fall out of line. It is the privilege of every one of us, friend. To so live that God would approve and, and bless you. You must, and to do this, you must have a connection with heaven. You, you must feed your soul with the word of God. It is not the will of God that you should be under condemnation and darkness. God wants you. God needs you to be saved. He, he, his love needs you. It's not like God depends on us, but God places value on you. And so you must place value on yourself. But that value, you must not place it outside Christ. Otherwise, you will be totally worthless. As sons and daughters of God, we should have a conscious dignity of character. In Pride and Self-Importance, the book Review and Herod's March 27, 1888 says, In Pride and Self-Importance, have no part. We'll talk more about self-respect in the next episode. Until then, thank you for listening. We encourage you to stay subscribed by Remain a Maddie Cup. And I'll see you in the next episode. God bless you.